Hi, welcome to Meditate Awake. This is Eric. Glad you joined. Today, I want to talk about some myths about meditation. Some of these, I've, I well, I, I feel passionate about all of these. Um, I've experienced these through my years of meditation. Some of these, I've I've even thought myself. Uh, so, anybody, if you're if you're listening to this, by the time you're done, uh, I hope that you have a clear understanding of what is what is true what is not what is bullshit uh because a lot of times especially on the internet uh, if if you're like me and you wanted to learn something you you google it you synthesize it you uh try to see how it applies in your life and it's a lot of information out there so i'm here to share my experience uh i always i like to think that part of the reason why I, why i do this is as an homage to my 20-something self, if I could go back in time 15 to, you know, 17 years, I'd be able to maybe sidestep some of the, but I guess that's part of the experience. So here we go. Myth number one, and I'm going to give you five. Myth number one, stop thinking. Okay. So this is a popular myth that meditation is about stopping thinking, okay? No, it is not, okay? Uh, if, if, if anybody says they just stop their thoughts and they have, they have the power to do that, just walk away real slowly because uh, that's crazy talk, okay? It's, that's not the goal. You'll end up frustrating yourself. And, and I, I think... I mean, I know from people I've, I've talked to, they, they have that in mind as one of their goals to stop thinking. And they get disenchanted and they say, you know what, F this, I'm not doing this. And that, the point of meditation, not to stop thoughts, but just to observe. And, you know, in that observation, what will happen, what has happened in my experience, the just purely observing and being aware of those thoughts, it shines light on how much activity the brain, how much distraction the brain is is constantly uh, moving from one thing to another. So it could actually feel that there are more thoughts instead of less thoughts. And eventually that will subside, much like uh, putting your hand in a, in a puddle of water and making the ripples and, and maybe churning up a little bit of mud in the water. Eventually it settles down. So that's myth number one. Myth number two. Meditation is religious. It is a religious practice. And if you meditate, you are a religious person tied to beliefs. So uh, that actually, I had that, that belief uh, early on. I just assumed that uh, meditation was... Uh, tied to religion. I didn't know uh, any secular uh, practice. I, I, I thought that, well, I thought a lot of stuff. And, and what it turns out is, no, it's not a religious. It has nothing to do with a specific religion. It's an exercise. Think of meditation as an exercise. It's existed for centuries. Okay, it existed before the Buddha, and Buddhism even came into existence. Uh, 
And once that became into existence, became more developed and organized, uh, but not thinking of meditation as religious, but more of uh, exercise, much like swimming or running, uh, and we develop that skill and relationship to our thoughts, emotions, and reactions. Okay, so it is a practice, but not a religious practice. It is very practical. Uh, I won't get into the science. I'll save that for another. I mean, there's lots of information on the, the practice of meditation and what it does to prefrontal cortex and all sorts of areas of the brain. And, and uh, so not a religious practice. Don't worry. The next one. I have too many thoughts. Okay. So again, this kind of ties back into this idea that I'm going to stop thinking or, and, and also too many thoughts that can also be uh, connected to um, feeling like I don't have enough time. Uh, time is a big one. I mean, part of the reason why I meditate is so I have more time in the day. Uh, and I'll explain. So too many thoughts. So it's natural that while practicing, like I said, awareness of those thoughts, it can feel like the mind is out of control, jumping from one thing to another. It has a, it can have a physical effect. Uh, if you're outside or if you, if there's noise around you, it can feel like um, things, too many different things are happening at once. And that is all part of the process of re-establishing the relationship and reconnecting to the physical aspect of the breath, breathing in and out. Okay, that, that is the exercise. Uh, and it does take a little bit of effort. Uh, but it is so worth it. It is so worth it. I mean, I, it's more worth it. I mean, I work out at the gym six days a week. It is vastly more valuable than going to the gym and working out my physical body, being uh, serene and, and feeling connected and fulfilled and joyous <laughs> is way more. I enjoy being in shape, but uh, the relationship with my thoughts, feelings, and reactions to life, way more important. All right, myth number four. There is no immediate benefit. I have to do this. I have to commit myself to living a monk's life on a hilltop. And, you know, I, I don't have the time, uh, hours a day, just to sit around and feel the sensations of my breath. Well, good news is that, well, two, there's two, actually two parts to this. So there's two good things. The first thing is, you don't need to dedicate hours and hours of the day, okay? Now, me personally, I meditate a half hour in the morning, half hour at night. On weekends, I meditate an hour in the morning and an hour at night. That may sound like a lot to a lot of people. And to some people who uh, practice the technique that I practice, they practice an hour in the morning and an hour at night. And so their experience is that they have time to do that. But one does not have to practice that long to get benefits. It can come down to five to 10 minutes a day to start off. 
and working your way up over time to 20 minutes. I suggest 20 minutes twice a day in the morning, at night, especially in the morning when the monkey mind is, you know, it's there, right? The monkey mind is ready. It's saying, let's, we got some thinking. To do. I've been thinking. I've been waiting for you to get up. I got some thinking that I've been doing while you've been sleeping. So that's a perfect time to meditate. And then the, the consistency is the key to this. So it's not about big chunks of time. This is a marathon. This is just every day. You know, meditating in the same spot at the same time of day is a great tip in order to establish and maintain a daily practice. And the benefits are within, I mean, you'll have benefits that day of just taking the five minutes, but over time, you'll start to notice people around you will point out. I have people around me say, you're so calm. Or, or people that I'm close to, my brother, uh, I mean, he said, he just says my whole personality has transformed. Uh, things that used to bother me, I don't even notice anymore. Traffic, not a big deal. So that's not because of any intellect. That is just because of a practice of daily consistent meditation. So the last myth that I'm going to bust today is that meditation is about having a transcendental experience. Okay. Well, no. Uh, are there such experiences? Have I, I have had, I've had some earth shattering experiences. Like I've broken the mind matter barrier. My f knees were on the ceiling. My head was on the floor. I couldn't, I, I was like dissolving in and out of reality. It was, it was like an acid trip, but sober. Um, and it was just a result. I had been meditating. It was like on my seventh day of a 10 day silent meditation course. And I was experiencing very extreme, what they call gross solidified, uh, um, well, I called it pain is what, what I called it, but, uh, sensations, they go gross solidified sensations. But, uh, and then all of a sudden, uh, just by having, uh, diligence and, and stay sitting and sitting, sitting with determination and perseverance, all of a sudden it was like my mind let go of the, of the need to say, don't do this, don't do this, don't do this. And it finally gave up and was like, oh, I guess. I guess he's not going to stop. And all of a sudden, the, all the pain went away. And it was a profound moment where I, I experienced, not just learned, but I experienced the connection between the mind and my physical reality. And I came out of that after the meditation, the, the chime rang and I came out of it. And I, there was a desire to have that experience every time that is not possible and not only is it not possible but that's that is the craving and desire to have an experience isn't the point the point is to observe reality as it really is to experience what is happening to be equine have equanimity to be indifferent uh, in the sense that it's not tied to an outcome. I'm not, I don't have expectations for needing to have some sort of experience or vision or to levitate. 
It's just to focus in on the present moment and each breath coming in and going out. Very simple. Uh, it's very simple if I don't complicate it. And uh, so that right there is the end of the myth busting on meditation. I hope that I've helped clear up some, maybe some questions or at least maybe made you question something that you might have believed and, and who knows. You know, they say an open mind is like a parachute. It has to be open to work. So with that, please reach out to me. Questions, uh, I'm on social media, Meditate Awake, uh, meditateawake.com. And I look forward to helping support you in your daily practice. And it's, you know, it's meditations that way to wake up your world, have a full life. Um, and anything that we can do to help. And that's what we're here for. So with that, we'll see you next time.